This is the Freedom Ring. Yes, it is. And good afternoon. Happy Thursday. Two days until Memorial Day weekend. And the insanity it continues in society. Every day we see more and more insanity, whether it's the government spending money on that we basically don't have on things we question they're really spending it on. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Are we trusting them? Um, and then we see beliefs being pushed that you can only assume are that of Satan himself, unfortunately. So where are we spiritually? Um, we have fallen too far away. I don't know. Do you think so? Do, can we can we come back to center? I'm hoping so. And what do we need to get back? I think what we, uh, we know what that answer is, and that is definitely God. So uh, John 15, 1 through 17, Jesus says... I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. Every branch that does bear bear fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. Already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. That apart, or for apart, I'm butchering this, aren't I? For apart from me, you can do nothing. And I read that and I'm reminded that it isn't just about going to church. Bearing the fruit means taking taking with you what you get from church or from what you read in the Bible or wherever you get your spirituality from. Some people take a nice long stroll in the forest and say their prayers and uh, experience their, their spirituality there. Um, take it with you every day and live it. Share it with everyone that you know uh, by being an example. Let them experience the fruit by how you conduct yourself in public and by sharing your experiences verbally or maybe sharing what you have or what you can do for them. That's why it's important to figure out what your gift is. We are all given a gift by God at birth, and then you use it to benefit others. Um, If you can make a living at it, that's just icing on the cake. And, And gifts aren't just singing and dancing and talent and acting and stuff like that. Maybe your gift is woodworking and making the best furniture. Maybe uh, your gift is baking and you make the world's best pies or designing houses. Whatever it is, bear more fruit by sharing your gift to benefit others. And that's, what he, uh, that's what he truly wants us to do. And someone that I know uh, has used her gift to bring peace to others, myself included, and my family, is our friend Stacy Tatera. You know her uh, better as the Milwaukee Medium. I, uh, I've had many deep spiritual conversations with Stacy, and um, they have always helped me and my family, and I'm glad to not only call her a friend, but our next guest, right? Stacy, good morning. How are you? I'm well. Thank you so much. Good morning. Um, so, first of all, before we dive into this, uh, people, because of what they're about to experience here and hopefully uh, make you feel better about what's going on in not only our country and world, but in our personal lives, um, they can look you up, milwaukeemedium.com, correct? Do I have your website right? Yes, that's, that's correct. And wh- what are they going to find there besides, uh, I mean, w- what else do you do? Go ahead and pitch yourself, if you don't mind. Sure, absolutely. So I am a <clears throat> certified psychic medium, and I would say that the majority of people that do come to see me um, are seeking out a mediumship reading. 
what is mediumship? Well, it's me connecting to our loved ones on the other side, and I've been doing that with clients professionally for about 12 years, and uh, as you know, I spent 20 years in corporate and then shifted out of that actually six years ago this month, so that's kind of crazy. But I decided to open a wellness center here in the Milwaukee area in Oak Creek, and I am a Reiki master teacher. I do spiritual counseling. I do teaching. I'm a medicinal aromatherapist, certified angel card reader, and most importantly, I'm a mom, and I have a wonderful family, and I've been married 22 years to a man that tolerates my crazy, as I like to say. <laughs> but when you do go to my website, you'll see all my services and most recently doing more one-on-one mentorship for those people, as you were speaking about, that have gifts, that want to expand on what that is, because we all come in with something, and whether or not we decide to use that is a whole nother ball game. So I have parents that come with children that these kids are seeing things and feeling things and having these experiences and as parents they don't always know how to manage that so I do help with that and then like I said people are just really looking to explore their own gifts and also to get more connected to themselves through a spiritual connection and so that's kind of my jam really and uh, it's I feel honored and blessed to do the work that I do and uh, that's kind of me. Yeah, and the conversations that I've had with Stacy, uh, when I first met her, uh, she was actually selling for a radio station that I worked for. And when I, uh, this is a very cool story. Uh, my wife's grandfather, who I was very, very, very close to and honored to have that relationship with, um, I we just got back from his funeral in Detroit. And... Um, when I walked back into work the following, I'm, I'm assuming it was a Monday, uh, my program director came up to me as I walked back in, and he goes, hey, Matt, I want you to meet Stacy. She's uh, new to our sales staff. Stacy, this is Matt. Uh, sit down and you know get to know each other and blah, 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 blah. As soon as he walked away, Stacy says, hey, can we speak for a second? And this is like within seconds. Stacy goes, can we speak, you know, privately for a second? And I'm like, uh, I just met you. This is kind of quick. <laughs> right. Are you already hitting on me? <laughs> right. right. Uh, and she goes, I don't want to scare you or anything like that, but there is a elderly man that is with you right now. Uh, and I didn't know whether or not you knew that I was just coming back from a funeral or if you just saw her grandfather with me as I walked in and just wanted to have a chat. Do you remember that or no? Oh, I, yeah, I do. I had no clue that, I mean, I was so new. I was just trying to get the lay of the land and get to know, you know, the people at the station at that point. But I remember the conversation, but I, I honestly, until you just said that, I don't think I knew that you had just come back from funeral. Leave. Right. That's kind of crazy. Yeah. I was just walking in the building, and she would have no reason to know why I was gone or if I was gone at all. She'd just say, hey, this is the new sales chick, and meet her, go talk, blah, blah, blah. And she proceeded to describe in very great detail my wife's grandfather. And. I wasn't seeking it, uh, anything. I, I kind of started crying happy tears because I just got back from his, his, his funeral. And uh, like I said, it was very close. And then she went into, I'm not going to go into all of it because it's kind of personal, but it, it, it was so peaceful. It was so nice. It made 
my dealing with, and I can only hope that everybody has a person that, uh, whether they're a relative, whether the old man down the street or whoever, I just hope that you're in this lifetime, you're able to have that other person that's that influential in your life. It just happened to be my wife's grandfather that just made that impact on me. Um, took me under his wing and showed me a trade and we became fishing buddies. And if you're familiar with Mitch Album's book, uh, Tuesdays with Maury. Yeah, such a good book. Right. Um, her grand, my wife's grandfather was my Maury. And he, I'm just trying to describe the impact. And then when, so when he died and I wasn't able to be there physically to say goodbye to him, Stacy's conversation completely out of the blue. I'm trying not to get choked up here. Um, Stacy's conversation made that experience for me a lot easier because I felt like me being far away, I wasn't able to, you know, ah, trying not to do this, man. Um, my superpower is making grown men cry. <laughs> thank you for making me. Thank you. I needed that. I owe you. You just right. cut the edge right there. Thank you. She knows me. Thank you, Stacey. I appreciate that. She made that. Uh, she made that transition. For me, dealing with his transition, she made it so much more easier and more comforting. And I'm hoping that she can do the same for, well, the entire country, Stacey, is on right. your shoulders. No right pressure. <laughs> right. No pressure today. So this is not weird. This is, you know, I don't want anyone just jumping on board and listening to this conversation thinking it's, we're coming from the dark side because I know she probably. Oh, gosh, no. You're right. It's, it's so peaceful and it's so pleasant. And I guess. Do we just jump right in and say, is this the beginning of the rapture, Stacey? Where are right, we spiritually? Right. Are we all going to die right now? Right, because right, it seems so, like it. Yeah, it's. It, I, I mean, I think we've all been tested more than we ever could have imagined in these last couple of years, myself, my family, my loved ones included. I mean, it's, it's really been very trying. And it's so interesting because, you know, you talk about the peace that you found, and it's just really, when we talk about peace and closure, you know, that's what spirit does for us. And so when we talk about spirituality, you know, I think we, there's a fine line between religion and spirituality, mm -hmm. and I think there's, you know, obviously a place for basing all of that work based on whatever your belief systems are. But we're looking at a source God energy when we talk about, um, you know, spirituality and what we're connecting to. And there were times when I would get messages and I didn't always understand what they were. So I, you know, I talk about getting messages from my spirit team, which are basically my guides and my angels and my team on the other side that I work hard to stay connected to and do that through prayer and meditation on a daily basis. So every once in a while, because I do and I'm able to connect into the other realms or the ethers, if you will, I will get messages and insights. Now, do I know everything that's going to happen? Absolutely not, because I'm here just like everyone else having a human experience, and there are certain things and lessons that I'm supposed to experience, as is everybody else. Mm -hmm. But I think the challenge was when everything hit in March of 2020, it was really 
well, we went immediately, I think many of us went into a fear space. And even it started, I think, even before that, when you looked at just the way the country was moving from a political standpoint. But I, but the beginning of 2020, I heard a message, we're going to lose a lot of people. And I didn't understand what that meant. And I almost felt like, is that my family? I was like, oh, gosh, right? Mm-hmm. But then as the year progressed, that that made sense. And then last, right before last summer, I started to hear, united we stand, divided we fall. And I was like, oh, gosh, right? What does this mean? Well, then we started to see the division within you know, from a racial standpoint. And so I was like, okay. So it's almost like they would give me heads up, and then when it would happen, I was like, okay, this is what's obviously happening right now. So I think the biggest thing that I can share with people, and when I see clients that come in, you know, to my practice, because I, you know, work daily, A lot of people are like, how do we manage this energy? And the biggest thing I can recommend for people is to really do what you can to stay connected to yourself. And you do that in lots of different ways, kind of like what you were speaking of in the beginning, Matt. You were talking about, you know, what do you do to share your gift? And that's a big piece of it, too. It's like, how are we helping other people? And that's also a way of service. So from the spiritual perspective, you know, when you don't know what you want to do or what can you do to help other people, it's being of service in some way. Staying connected to yourself, understanding that no matter what is going on around us, there's divinity in everything. Mm-hmm. And that's hard to explain to somebody who's, parent. you know, I have one of the biggest challenges, I think, for me as a parent is having a, you know, a mom and a dad come in whose child has overdosed or has taken their life or has died tragically. And when you try to sit there and talk to someone about the fact that there's divinity in that, that's a tough pill to swallow. Mm-hmm. And But I've come to learn and understand that there is absolutely divinity in everything, and there's a gift in everything if you look for it. So from a trauma or a tragedy perspective, if there is something very traumatic or tragic that does indeed happen, we have to look at how can we, like I said, find the light or the gift within that. Because I'm going to tell you right now, death doesn't happen to them. It happens to us. We're the people that are dealing with, as from the human perspective, the fallout of the emotions around losing someone that we care about. Once we make our transition, we're immediately in that peaceful space, and we are indeed with our loved ones from the other side. So I think if we can have a better understanding around that everything, you know, as cliche as it sounds, happens for a reason, there is divinity in everything. And, I mean, I could rattle off story after story, as I'm sure many people could, about well, this happened, and, you know, I lost my job, or, you know, I had this type of situation with this relationship, but what it did was, even though it may have been a year or two later, it opened the door for all these other opportunities, and that's how it works. Everything is synchronistic. And that's something that... that's something I actually relied on Stacy with my first when when I lost my job in Milwaukee where we were coworkers. Um, she actually helped me through because I was that was my first firing in my career and I was like miserable. Well, your ego was very bruised. 
<laughs> right. Yeah, it was. It was. Um, yeah. And I, when I called you and I leaned on you and it was like, you know, I, I, I've been, I've been spiritual my whole life. I didn't, this is the, this is the first time I really delved into it and dove into it. And opened up to it rather than just going to church and going through the motions of, you know, raising a Catholic family and blah, 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 blah. This is the time, the first time that I actually <clears throat> was forced in, you know, the, thankfully to my wife. She sat me down and she said, listen, you got to get crap back together. We had a chat, you know, it was me and her because I was a, I was a mess and Stacy knows firsthand. And I called her, I, I listened, she told me everything's going to be fine, blah, 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 blah. Long story short, what turned what, what what resulted in a firing, and I've alluded to this in, on the show already. What resulted from a firing turned into a bunch of opportunities to where now I had right. the opposite problem. I didn't know if I was going to take a job in Atlanta, go to another city. Right. I had uh, the the yeah. job in Fort Wayne, where a firing turned into a promotion three three months later. And what was really cool this is the cool portion of getting out of your own way and letting God take over or whatever your higher being is. The day that my severance ran out was the day my first paycheck at my next job got deposited. Did we lose Stacy? No, I'm here. Oh, okay. All right. He's got his other phone ringing. Sorry, Sorry about that. But um, that's how cool it was. And it, I think it's dovetailing off what you were just about to say where these these situations where one thing results in another, but you have to get your... Absolutely. It was the first time I... When I say ego, I don't mean, hey, look, I'm famous, I'm on the radio. I'm not talking about that type of ego, and I don't think Stacy is too, or either. No. It's it's like you have to back away and let God take over, and it right. takes Absolutely. a little doing. And so, yeah, it does. So one of the things that I talk about is that, and again... It's not always easy to practice these types of things. It takes time. And I always tell people, the more you are able to let go, let God, or or get into a space where you're trusting the process, and you're trusting your intuition around things, it's like a muscle. The more you use it, the stronger it gets. So you have that situation that seemed very end of the world in that moment, and you know, all of that emotion that you have to kind of process through. And then that opens the door for you to then say, okay, let me take a breath. Like Teresa kind of helped guide you into that. They let's look at what potentially could happen down the road here. And the challenge is we want to know what's going to happen. And when you look at the world in general right now, in a lot of ways, we don't know what's happening. And that's a very uncomfortable space to be in. We as I think our human nature is to want to know, to put the pieces together, to have an understanding, to understand, you know, why we're having shootings in schools, why, you know, things are so just absolutely, I mean, there's so much corruption that's been coming to the surface, Mm -hmm. and, you know, it, it in some ways feels like, you know, a battle of good versus evil in a lot. It really does, because there's so many people on the top levels of whatever you want to call it. It's just they're not well-intended. Their intention behind what it is that they're doing isn't solid. It's not from a good space. So So what I I encourage people to do is, like, make sure you're coming from a good space. 
You know, I always tell people, like, lead with your heart, have integrity, come from a good intention, and don't be an asshole. I mean, that's pretty much the basis of being a good human in this lifetime. Right. And it's having respect for other people and yourself. But what I think we have to understand is that we have to be able to shut out the chaos and the noise around us on a regular enough basis that we can go inside of ourselves and that we can really connect into that higher self. We have, we came in, we were created to have our answers and to know what we needed to do. The challenge is we don't, as a society and as a, as a humanity, we often don't take that time to tune in to what that is. So your loss of that job really forced your hand to look at something from a different perspective. And that, that to me is a perfect, I'm like, well, that was perfectly set up. And I, I think, again, I'm sure Bill can too, like you can all go through these, uh, uh, you know, times in your life where something happened, good, bad, or whatever, and you're like, well, I, now I know why that happened. So it's, there's a lot at play, there's lots of pieces to this puzzle but we have to get back to ourselves, get back to source energy, whatever that looks like for you. You know, people have different beliefs and they have different, you know, ways that they want to honor their faith, again, in whatever way that that is. But it's like, how much time are you taking to really tap into yourself? So this is interesting. One of the things that I heard um, a spiritual speaker tell, say at a talk, and I, for years, would go see, you know, the likes of Michael Beckwith, Deepak Chopra, mm -hmm. um, you know, anybody that I could go see that I personally was intrigued by their spiritual teachings. Right. One of the things that came up, and I, you know, by all means, you know, anytime you're quoting Bible or anything like that, it's like, you know, I don't want to cause anybody to get wonky about that. However, one of, it was, um, one of these spiritual teachers had said, what if we took the passage, I am the way, the truth, and the light. And it's I am is the way, the truth, and the light. Yep. And so it, it basically takes that passage and puts it back on us as an individual soul with the power to manifest, with the power to really have more control and impact of, of your own life than you could potentially ever imagine. And it was just that one word that you changed in that quote. And I sat there with my mouth open, like, oh my gosh, right? That is so true. And it just tells us how important it is that we connect back to ourselves, that we do our healing, that we take accountability for ourselves stuff. And so when we're doing that type of work, if you want to call it that, and you're also looking at what the outside world is, is showing you, it helps you to manage it that much better. You stay more grounded. You're more connected. That I meditate now and that I've, you know, come into this path, I handle my life very differently. Like, I'm a very different person than I was 
probably just even a year ago, and we continue to change and evolve. And if you are kind of reflecting on yourself and you feel like you're the same person you were six years ago, then maybe it's time to make some changes so that you can start evolving and getting on the path that really God and Spirit wants you to get on. Right. We come in with a soul contract, you know, and we have many past lives. I mean, there's so much to all of this. And so a lot of what I say, especially when we go through a tragedy like we did this week with the shooting in Texas, is that God is still driving this bus. And I ask people, are you going to let fear drive your bus and how you live your life? Are you going to let love drive your bus with your choices and your decisions? And that's a big thing. Like right now, fear is like propagated from our our social media outlets, our news outlets. It's, you know, there, I had to stop watching pretty much everything. And I don't remember the last time I've listened to a newscast. And anytime something comes on that I know personally is going to trigger me, I turn it off. And then I found how much more peaceful I was. She's one of us, Bill. Social media. You know, I, I have a business to promote, but I still have to take breaks from that. So you have to kind of, you know, self-discipline yourself and really keep yourself in check and do those self-checks. Like, what is stressing me out? What is what is triggering me? Why am I so angry? Because so many people are so angry yeah. right now. Yeah. Like, and it comes out in how they treat you. You you go to a store, and unfortunately, you know, customer service right now is non-existent. <clears throat> right. Um, I find, but. It's like people are just angry, and it's like they, we need to go within ourselves because I got news for you. It's no one else's fault that you're angry. You got to deal with your stuff. Right. In fact, Bill just dealt with it a couple of days ago at the doctor's office, and I'll let him elaborate on that in a second. But I'm finding that the, the racism that is being forced down our throat via the media I don't find that when I'm in line at Kroger or I'm pumping gas and I'm next to a black dude and we just start talking. I don't look at skin color anymore and I don't feel they're looking at my skin color. It's just so forced and uh, staged, in my opinion. But I I do see elements of the anger that you're talking about. And Bill, if you want to go ahead and elaborate on the uh, the lovely lady you were sharing the uh, the waiting room with. Well, to set the stage, I had gone in for checkup, and uh, they, the gal behind the counter had uh, instructed me that I needed to wear a mask because there was a crisis. And I was just like, oh, my God, here we go. <laughs> so I complied. You know, I didn't cover my nose with it, but I covered my mouth, and I'm, I was just aggravated and saying... Should have stood his ground, though. Verbalizing out loud. And, uh, and then there was a couple across from me sitting there and they were they were of the other uh ilk political spectrum yeah. view gotcha. <laughs> view or whatever <clears throat> and um and she was listening to me and she went off she says these people are just so stupid and i'm like oh my gosh here we go and it's sometimes it's very difficult to hold it in because you both have your own point of views and i'm right and she's wrong right <laughs> and she's saying the same thing right it's uh, it's just difficult, but you can tell that you know she's 
still plugged into the mainstream media and, and she's oh, yeah. fallen for everything that's being spoon fed to her. Yeah. If you would just do your own due diligence, you know, even if we use our cell phones as an example, which I often do, they've got you've got access to every piece of information. Yeah. Out there, but we're just relying on what they're feeding us. Right. And so, I mean, you, you, Matt, you and I talked the other day as prep for today, and one of the things that we talked about, talking about, was people waking up. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, everybody's going to have their, I I really try to stay in that neutral center lane. Mm -hmm. My team tells me all the time. (laughs) And it was so funny because when I was at the radio station, I was getting into a heated situation with the traffic department and I was about ready to blow my top. And one of the reps in back of me, I just heard her under her breath go, stay in your lane, girl. And I was like, son of a nutcracker, I'm going to lose my stuff. (laughs) And, um, you know, I do try to stay in my lane as often as I can. But I think that we have this expectation that people are going to believe what we believe and and that's on anything you know whether it's religion or you know obviously with the covid situation and masking and vaccines and you know all those types of things and it's like we are unable to wake people up if you will to whatever you know you feel that needs to be from me, from a spiritual perspective, it's waking up to understand you're, you're a powerful being while you're here and you can tap in and do more than you could ever imagine. But nobody's going to wake up before they're ready. That's right. true. That's right. true. And one of, the things, one of the things that I say often, especially in relationships, you cannot and will never be able to rationalize crazy. And so when you are trying to have a conversation with someone that, again, whatever the perspective or opinion is, is like one side or the other, and you're trying to convince them, it's like me saying that I'm a medium and I talk to dead people. There are a lot of people, especially from the religious side of things, that would call me a witch and I need to be burned at the stake down the road in the park today, okay? Mm -hmm. And... So I, I will never push my agendas on anyone else, if, you know, or my, you can, it's not my job to convince you of what I do. Right. I'm confident and I know enough that I, I, I do what I do and I'm good at what I do, right? But we have to be patient as, as much as we can with those folks that just have to make the snide comments or um, are, are not willing to, like you said, Matt, step away from the matrix, if you will, step away from the chaos that they're being fed and believing everything that you are fed without using discernment. Right. Like, that's the biggest thing. It's like, where's the discernment? And that's, again, why going back into your higher self, that intuition, and so I think I'm gonna, I'm going to just, kind of go out on a limb and say, how many people, and I know people personally, and again, no matter what your vaccine stance is, that knew that they should not get that vaccine, but they did it anyway, okay? And they went against their intuition. And now they're potentially having issues or or they're not, whatever. Again, you know, it's, it's your personal choice to decide what it is that you want to do, but there's this thing of like we go against that intuitive feeling because 
the outside world and society is saying, well, this is what you should be doing. Well, guess what? For me, for my professor, I don't give a shit. Like, I'm going to do what I feel is best for me and my family, as should you. Right, right. But then mind your business, right? But then mind your business, quite honestly, about what other people decide to do. If it's, it's, it's you take care of you. And that's why I keep saying, like, we have to drive back to ourselves. Now, there are people that I think are here to rattle cages and to be, you know, uh, very out there with their opinions. Like, you look at your podcast. You're out there. You're, you're sharing your opinions. You're sharing the news that you see. You're, you're trying to make people think about things from a different perspective. At least be open to and, it. At least be open to it. You know, right. that's and like so society. I, we need to get back to having friendly discussions. Like, right. we it's yeah. okay to debate. It's okay to disagree. And But in the meantime, let's try to come to a neutral zone here to where we're not hating each other because we're on right. different ends. And it's kind of like presenting Absolutely. presenting ideas, things that we found out. When you find information, you want to share it to others that probably don't know about it, Right. Absolutely. And you're like, well, have you ever considered, you know, and even from a spiritual perspective, like saying to someone, have you ever had a Reiki session? Well, no, what is that? Right? I don't know. That's too, that's too woo-woo for me, right? And, and, or whether it's, again, a perspective about something political or, you know, even just the most basic of things. Like, hey, have you ever tried this type of TV streaming versus the, the, the other option, you know? And I think we just, we've come so far away from being able to have conversations with other people that have viewpoints that maybe don't align with ours 100%, and that's okay. You know, I, this is kind of my opinion, and I've always been like this, like, you know, if you're too far, I'm going to just use this as an example, if you're too far on left or too far right, uh, and not even from the political perspective you look at a pendulum and you're swinging to the right or you're swinging to the left right i'm going to tell you what anytime you're that far out you're extreme and that's dangerous i don't care who you are and what you're doing you're that's dangerous so we have to like you said in the beginning like how do we swing that pendulum back into some kind of center like we're moving into an energetic consciousness of unity consciousness and where things are you know, more connected and intertwined, but we're understanding that, that we're not so ego-based and not, like you were saying, from the ego of, like, that ego is the voice in your in your mind that wants power and control and is fear-based. So we have to try to find our way back to that center point. And, again, my belief and understanding is that the more we work on ourselves, and we do, like you said, we we share our gifts and we try to be of service in whatever that looks like. And I'm going to tell you something else. I And I'm pretty good at this. I draw boundaries. And I, I won't say any bad words, but I draw boundaries like nobody's business. Because when I know something's not in alignment for me or my family, I'm done. I draw boundaries. Right. I don't want to hear it. I'm, I'm, this is not, I'm trusting what I'm getting, and this doesn't feel healthy to me, it feels toxic to me, and that's what we have to be able to do, and that's the other issue, we've lost our boundaries. Right. Like, we have to be able to say, 
you don't get to do that. You don't get to treat me this way. You don't get to, you know, whatever that is, depending on what the circumstances. We have to be able to draw boundaries. And so many times we're putting other people's feelings ahead of ourselves to the point where it's detrimental to us. And so you have to find your balance in that, too. But we can draw boundaries. If somebody's, you know, you know, my kids are in high school, and, and you know this, Matt, because your kids are in that space, and Alex is older, but some of the things my kids come home with, my two daughters come back to talk to me about is things that are happening in school, like, that it blows my mind. It's And so I've disgusting. had to teach them, especially as young women, to be strong and to draw a boundary with kindness, but at the same time, you can draw a boundary and not be nasty. And that's, again, we it's finding the balance and what that is, too. So there has to be some kind of balance of all of this stuff. And we are, as individuals, responsible for <coughs> ourselves and how we go about getting to that point. So, um, you know, that's where we start. That's where we focus. You know, so many people walk around and they've been, I'm going to tell you what, I mean, every time I go to work, I think I've seen it all in my readings or my sessions and something comes in and I was like, you know, how did someone survive the trauma they experienced as a child? And they're doing everything they can through therapy and, you know, to get themselves in a healthy place so that they can find peace. And then they come they are, they're in my chair. I always say when you're in my chair, you're in my chair for a reason because they're trying to just, they know there's something they need to connect to, and it's that other piece of them mm-hmm. that they are, are seeking to find so that they can heal and, and move forward in a way that helps them to have an amazing life. I mean, we're here to live in joy, to find happiness, to have love, and we shouldn't feel bad when we have it. So every time, so Bill, I'll tell you this, every time I go on vacation, which is kind of often because I love to travel and I'm getting ready with a good colleague friend of mine to start a spiritual retreat business. Every time I'm away, Matt <laughs> gives me so much grief. He's like, are you ever home? But, she, you know, she's on vacation every 72 hours. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen anyone on social media have more vacation pictures than this lady right here. Well, I really like to travel. I have family, all, kind of all friends all over. You know, you meet a lot of people over the years. And my mom is always like, okay, where are you going now? And I was like, well, we're going to Costa Rica in September. And she's like, okay, whatever. <laughs> Weren't you like, just there three weeks ago? <laughs> right. Weren't you in Hawaii? Like, yeah. So anyway, um, and, and so, it, you know, the traveling is, I always say travel is how you do a lot of your self-care and your spiritual work, no matter whether you go, you know, in, in Wisconsin, if you're going to the Dells, if you go to Door County, you shoot down to Chicago for a weekend, whatever that looks like, right? Um, but it's just so important that we, you know, find that balance and that we give ourselves those opportunities to reconnect with ourselves and do our healing because... I'm going to tell you, everybody has been through something. Yes. Everybody has baggage. And so the other thing I talk about a lot is that everybody sees their life through their life lens. So that life lens is their life experience. Like, what have they been through? What kind of trauma, tragedy, or amazing experiences that they have had? But if somebody's had 
a very traumatic, you know, situation in their life, that really is the main thing that drives their bus and their decision. And oftentimes when someone, and this is important too, when you, you know, when you interact, Bill, with that person that was giving you grief in the office, that's about them. That's not about you. Right. She's projecting your fear onto you. And guess yeah. what? That's not my problem. Sorry. And, and fe- so fear ain't going to stick to me. <laughs> no, no. And so, you know. What hurts, so though, people, what, what, what kind of hurts about that is, like, you know, they don't know what they don't know. And if you just, like, put your anger aside, and this goes for all of us, if you just put your anger aside, and this gets back to just having a friendly discussion, you're on that end, I'm on this end, maybe if she would just sit and listen to Bill for a second, that, oh, wow, I don't have to fear this. There, we've, got so much, we've got so much information out there that is completely polar opposite what we were originally fed, whether from Fauci or insert medical expert here there's so much information out there that she isn't being exposed to or, or exposed or seeking on her own. If we would just get back to a friendly center zone and have these conversations, I think we're falling into the trap of those that are in, um, unfortunately in positions of power right now. I believe they want this all to happen. Well, there's definitely a bigger plan here and whether or not, you want to look at it that way or not there's an agenda there's absolutely 100 percent an agenda i i know that i see that i sense that i feel that and so not everybody's ready and willing to say that that's a true thing but there is and again when we go back to people will wake up to these agendas as they are ready to wake up. And so we do, you know, one of the things my team tells me all the time, because, and you can ask my mom, I have no patience. Like, I literally got a tattoo on my wrist that means patience, and my girls sometimes will say, Mom, look at your patience tattoo, <laughs> because I sometimes don't have a lot of patience with stuff. And so, you know, we have to be patient with, with how people are waking up and how they're seeing the world because it's a slow process. And that's why I just say, and I think also too, I think in some ways it has to be slow because I think if, if a lot of things came out very quickly, I don't know that people would be able to handle that. This is this yeah. is a so, this is a conversation Bill and I have had yeah. because it's yeah. irritating the crap out of him that things are taking so long, and I it is me too. But you have to step back and go. It needs to unfold because we're not all exposed to the information that he and I are exposed to or or seek on our own. It needs to happen this slowly for so culture, uh, society just doesn't snap. Well, and that's true. And so, and then I look at what is my role in all that is to help guide people through these processes. And I know that's partly why I'm here in this lifetime. There's no question. And my team told me that they're like, as things unfold in this life, <clears throat> you're going to be there to guide them, to just help them get more connected to themselves to take accountability for what they need to do to get where they need to go from a soul and spiritual, you know, and even a life perspective. And so it's interesting because it's 
it's it's it's hard to watch and it's like drip drip <laughs> drip yeah, yeah. and then there's a and then drip and i'm like you know my favorite thing is jesus take the wheel and lately it's jesus just drive the bus because <clears throat> it's been brutal you know but it will come out as it needs to things will people and i think that there's going to be a lot i think there's been a lot of people shifting i really do um you know and i think there's the the potential is there for us to again in my world we're moving towards that unity consciousness which is we all understand that we're connected and we're not and then we aren't driven by greed and money and power and these very low dense vibrational types of energy so what can you do you keep your vibration high how do you do that you turn off the news if you do watch it it's minimal you understand what your triggers are you find your balance you self-care you go out and you have fun so many times we you know my team will often say stacy lighten up because you just find yourself getting so entrenched in the shit that's going on mm -hmm. that you forget to breathe you forget that we're here to live more than what we're being shown, right? Which is why you and drink so much. <laughs> what's that? I said, which is why you drink so much. Well, gosh, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> no. Back in the day, a little bit, right? But um, I'm getting old. I'm 51 now, so my body isn't what it used to be. Yeah, right. So, you know. But no, it's it's self discipline is what it is. It is, it is, but it's self discipline in a positive, high vibrational way. And people can say, "Well, that's bullshit," you know. Like this, you know. I it's so interesting because I saw some posts on Facebook about the shooting, and people were saying, "Like, please send prayers." And there were a lot of people saying, "We're past the point of prayers." And I thought, "Ugh." What people don't understand is that prayer is what helps us heal, helps mm -hmm. us heal, mm -hmm. helps the world heal. It keeps your vibration high, and it keeps you out of that anger-fear space. Now, I tell people often anger can be a, a decent emotion that helps drive you to make good choices in your life. You right. just don't want to sit in that, right? You don't want to sit in the muck. And so... It's interesting because I I saw that on multiple posts. Like this is, the, and the point was we need to take action. There needs to be something that's happening with gun control, or you know, how are these people getting into schools? You know, why are I don't know. I think my mom even told me because I again I don't watch a lot of it. Um, that he had posted this. The young man had posted exactly what he was going to be doing, yeah. and and was that not a red flag? I mean, what's going on here? Well, I'm I'm not going to force so, you to take an angle on this. I'm just going to go out and say because you said the agenda a couple of minutes ago. I believe this is all pre-planned, pre-staged, thought out, um, and it is part of the agenda. And the ones that are calling for gun control, I believe, are the ones staging it. Uh, as sadistic as that is, again, I'm not going to involve you in that. But for everybody else, that uh, we need to pray that those agendas and the pe the people pushing them, we need to pray for them so they're not raining this terror on society. This is what needs to end. 
Well, and I, I've heard, I've heard all of that, and I, I don't discredit that viewpoint at all. Um, that's hard. That's a hard pill to swallow. Who yeah, gets, it's, who is it's that? difficult. People who, I mean, and that's, just, and that's, I mean, there's a lot of theories. There's a lot, and until we know, we don't know. But what, again, what can we do in the meantime? And so, it's like you focus on what can I control at this time. Well, I can control myself, right. my, my, my family, how I'm reacting to this, what kind of energy I'm putting into the world. And at this stage of the game, that's enough. You know, sometimes people, well, that's not enough. You know, I'm not a person that's going to go march. And, I, and you know, I, I, that's just not me. But there are people that, again, that they want to be out there rattling cages and, and that not in a bad way, whatever way that is for them. That's great. You do what you need to do. But that's not something I personally feel I need to do because I know where I'm making an impact. And that's what we all have to self-check. Your impact is your podcast. You're doing what you feel you need to do. And that's, and that's awesome. So in my mind, if I can help somebody, whether, you know, no matter why someone's coming to me for, you know, a reading or a, a Reiki energetic session or whatever that is, if, if they leave a better person than how they came in, I've done my job. Yeah, every time we've talked off the air and everything results in a, a peaceful feeling, uh, a sense of ease and calm. Um, she talks me off the ledge. <laughs> Uh, everything's good. Right. So basically, to wrap this uh, wrap this section up, anyway, we're not looking at the rapture. Uh, you don't think we're, we've gone that far, have we? Well, I mean, there are some people that you know, that, you know, people talk about there's heaven and there's hell. I'm like, dude, we're living in hell. <laughs> you know? I mean, this is sure like, feels like it. I always tell people the human existence in this plane or this dimension is like boot camp, man. It's right. like. And not everybody's cut out to be able to manage what the work that we have to do here is. And so while you're here, do what you can to find your own peace. Because when you find your peace, that energy impacts the people around you. And that's how we make progress. So is this the rapture? No, I think we're going to be here for quite a while. I think what we're going to see, especially in 2023, more and more things are going to come to the surface. More and more things are going to be exposed. Um, I feel like we just need to, as individuals, stay connected to our faith, again, whatever that is for you, and work on doing your healing, doing your work, and and is being as positive as you can, even when it's hard. I mean, I'm human. I have my days. I get fired up. I have my opinions. But I always come back to center, and I know what my center is. So I encourage people, find your center. Draw your boundaries. And know that God's driving this bus. And do you feel in the next couple of years we start to return back to normalcy as things start to be revealed? Or is, I mean... I think past the point of normalcy like we have to keep evolving we have to keep changing we have to keep moving forward and what that looks like i think there'll be some people that say well this is somewhat back to normal but we have to keep evolving and that's why this is so painful that's why this looks so scary because we're evolving through these energetic you know we're moving into 
four and five and six dimensional energies. And there are some people that are there and we're waiting for everybody else to catch up, quite honestly. Yeah. And so a lot of your spiritual practitioners were like, come on, people, you got this, right? But this has been in the plan, and it's a huge <clears throat> shift in consciousness. And when we go through these types of shifts, it's painful. And so that's why if you remember that, and we, you are able to practice a lot of the things that we talked about today, you'll move through it with more ease and grace. And that's what spirit wants you to be able to do, to move through life with ease and grace. What do you so, say to the person, uh, as we wrap up, what do, what do you say to the person who doesn't believe, who doesn't, like, doesn't have a higher being, doesn't have a, a faith? Well, you know, I, I don't judge it because, again, they're seeing their life through their life lens and there's a reason why they're in that space and that <clears throat> has to be their experience. And so I don't really... I don't really, I, I mean, from a personal perspective, sometimes I just say here, it makes me kind of sad right. that they don't feel what you can tap into. I mean, when I do readings and I go into the ethers, it's like, there's some days, I'm not going to lie, Matt, I'm like, please don't make me come back. <laughs> can I just move over here now? Like, I'm, I'm cool. I think I've done enough here, but I, you know, I know I have a lot more work to do. Uh, on many levels while I'm here. Um, but yeah, you're, it's like, I see there's, a, I, and I, I, it was so interesting because I did a reading years ago and the woman said, I'm going to just fly out, tell you I'm an atheist. And I just said, okay. I don't, I mean, okay. But then when she left the reading, she was questioning some, her, her own, like, like, okay, this is real and this is, so it, it, well, how does that even work? If, if somebody says they're an atheist, then to correct me if I'm wrong, that that, believes they, that tells me they don't believe that there's anything on the other side. So why did she come to you in, to begin with? She came with a friend. And again, there's divinity in everything. When someone's sitting in, across from me, there's a reason for that. And it's crazy because like some clients will tell me, like I had a client tell me the other day, she said, she came in for a Reiki session, and she'd never had Reiki, had Reiki. She was, you know, going through some things and just really wanted to kind of clear her energy and, you know, kind of reduce some stress, so on and so forth. And she was thinking about scheduling with me because a friend of hers had given her my business card, and she was in her purse. And she said she literally came back into the kitchen, and my business card was in the middle of the kitchen floor. There you go. I love that stuff. I love that stuff. Yeah. I mean, I could go on and on and on about that, but, and then in my own mind, I'm like, thank you, thank you, like, you know, because they were trying, and it's not that it's just me, it could have been anybody's card that does similar work, right? Right. But I was like, I, I'm always honored and flattered that Spirit supports my work, and that's how, because I always say God's my boss, you know, I'm working with the angels and Spirit and that they're, they're who I report to. Right. And my mom, because if you tell her I didn't, she'd probably get She'd a ground you. She would ground you. <laughs> you would. At this stage, she, she thinks that she could ground me. Absolutely. She does, too. <laughs> her name yeah. is... Uh, so it's just... Go ahead. I was just going to no. wrap up here, but go ahead. No, I just... Um, you know, so you get where you need to go, and we have to believe in miracles. 
and we have to have faith in, in whatever the shifting looks like. We can't give up faith. You're going to have days where you feel like shit. You're going to have days where you're frustrated and angry. And that's all a normal part of this human process. We are human. Right. We, uh, so we are uh, soul beings having a very human experience, and it's gritty. And I have a good friend, and she says we're in a space of grit growth. And anytime we go through these consciousness shifts and the grit growth, like when you lost your job, that was a grit growth moment for you. Yes, it, was it was hard and it hurt, yep. but you got through it and you're, you're better for, for what that is. Well, and so that's where we have to trust. What's the old phrase? It's uh, darkest before it gets light or something along yep. those lines. And that's what it was. Yeah, and that's, I think that's what we're going through now as a, as a society, a yeah. global society we're seeing the darkest part of society and i believe that whatever's on the other side of this growth grit um or is it grit growth uh, i'm dyslexic today grit growth <laughs> grit grit growth there you go uh whatever's on the uh, on the opposite side is uh it, it's going to be betterment for society and i Obviously, I can't get here quick enough, but her name is Stacy Tatera. She is the Milwaukee Medium. Look her up online, milwaukeemedium.com. Again, uh, run through everything that you, you provide as we wrap up, uh, whether or not they oh, want to come to you, you on, a, on a personal level or whatnot. Go ahead. Yeah, so you can find my website, milwaukeemedium.com, and even stacytatera.com. So I do psychic, mediumship, Reiki uh, classes, as well as Reiki sessions angel card readings, a lot of teaching, doing a lot of spiritual teaching, one-on-one uh, -on -one mentorship for those people who have gifts and are looking to explore that. My events are always posted on my website, and you can schedule directly on my website. And again, I think I mentioned my newest venture with my good friend, Catherine. She's a shamanic um, healer, life coach. We're going to be starting Soul Sisters Retreats, we're going to be offering spiritual retreats um, towards the end of this year, so we're super excited to take people out to experience different virtual types of locations and do teaching and just really, you know, dig into Mother Earth and, and help people out. And um, I will say this, I do book out a fair amount. I think I'm booked through October right now. Um, but you can check me out and reach out to me, MilwaukeeMedium at gmail.com, and I'll help you out in any way I can. Stacy, you know I appreciate your friendship. I appreciate uh, you joining us today, and we will chat soon, okay? Thank you so much. It was an honor. Thanks, Bill. All right, you take care. All right, this is the Freedom Ring. Take I'm care. Matt Taluto. That's Bill Spry. Be good to each other. Say a prayer for the entire globe, and we'll talk to you soon right here on the Freedom Ring. Later.